Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be starting Prince's fourth album Controversy with the title track Controversy. Uh, it was also featured on the hits too. Uh, recorded in summer 1981 with overdubs uh, in mid to late August 1981. Recorded at uh, Prince's Kiowa Trail home um, and released on the 2nd of September 1981. Um, unless you were... <laughs> um, and that's just a single, sorry, for controversy. Uh, the album itself was released on the 14th of October 1981. Unless you're in the UK, in which case it was released on the 13th of November 1981. Uh, I'm not sure what the delay was in getting it to the UK. Uh, on this opening track, it is Prince uh, by himself playing all the instruments. Uh, the track is 7 minutes and 15. Uh, I think at this point that is the longest track that Prince had ever recorded. Um, and the single version was roughly half that length. Um, and in 1993, when the Hits the B-Sides were out, it was released as a single again in the UK. Uh, it reached number five, um, interestingly enough, and the B-Side was a remix of the song The Future from the Batman soundtrack. I'm not sure why they decided to put that on the B-Side. Um, the original single had When You Were Mine as the B-Side, and it reached number three in the Billboard Top Soul. And um, it was number one in the Billboard Disco Top 80 uh, with Let's Work. Uh, interesting, the top, uh, the disco chart used to be the top 100 uh, a couple of years before this, but now it's just a top 80, so uh, there are obviously a, a lot less disco singles being released. Joining me once again to talk about the opening track here is Jean Weber. Hello, Jean. Hello, Darren. Now, let's talk a little bit about this album. Obviously, you know, Prince's contract was for three albums. Dirty Mind was the last of that, that contract. Um, and it had done well enough in terms of the critical notices um, and it generated a little bit of kind of column inches in terms of some of the songs that, um, you know, Warner Brothers went ahead and they renewed Prince's contract. Um, as part of the negotiations, um, Prince's managers, um, as there were three at this particular point, uh, threw in a, a, a kind of sweetener, which is that Prince would get to release uh, at least one double album, uh, which will be the next album, 1999. Um, he got to produce albums for at least two other groups. Uh, one of those would be The Time, uh, which is actually uh, The Time's debut album, The Time, was released a couple of months before the single for Controversy in uh, July 1981. Prince had spent early 1981 working on that with Des Dickerson and uh, with Lisa and with, you know, the members of The Time. And they also threw in a deal where Prince would get to <laughs> star in his own film. Uh, apparently Warner Brothers just put that in the contract, you know, because uh, his managers kind of forced it out of them and they didn't want to lose Prince to another record company at this point. You know, they they thought that they had a, a long career with Prince ahead of them, uh, which, of course, would be true. Warner Brothers had him all the way up until um, 1996. Um, and... You know, they thought, well, if we throw that in, we'll never have to make that film and it will just be something that helps with the contract negotiations. Obviously, uh, two years after this, um, Prince was in Minnesota, uh, you know, and around Minneapolis recording, um, you know, Purple Rain and also filming the film Purple Rain. So, you know, it worked out quite well for Prince. Um, obviously, that ended up being his his big crossover um, you know, making him, you know, famous, you know, along with uh, along with Madonna and Michael Jackson, you know, kind of like the three big names of the 80s. Uh, of course, all three of them also starred in films to varying degrees of success. I wish, uh, actually, I wish Prince uh, had done like 50 movies like Elvis, you know, that would have been really cool. You know, <laughs> in Hawaii, in Vegas, everywhere, yeah. I would have totally eat, eat them up. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's interesting actually because I it's like obviously you know Elvis did a lot of films. I I'm trying to think of like you know who other who other singers were maybe in the the kind of aside you know the Beatles did a couple of films right but in the seventies you know you had like um I'm trying to think like who did films I know Abbott well, did a film Bowie had a good film career but it, not yeah. not as himself I mean as a as an actor I think it's this odd that this is the thing that Prince's managers demanded is like let's have a film and you know this album it's it's you know it's eight tracks uh you know much like the the the, the previous um, the previous album. Um, this is, you know, Prince moved from his uh, his home in Wayazata to uh, Kiowa Trail. Um, he had a he had a sixteen track um, in Wayazata, but he he upped that to a uh, to a twenty four track mm-hmm. um, in his new in his new um, house. He had a control room built, um, and he That's had awesome. you know some some very large speakers. Um, and you know he had like some smaller booths put in as well, and but you can really feel it. Di- I mean, I, I love Dirty Mind, but you feel a big yeah. difference with controversies, like a big step uh, forward yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah, it, in, in, terms in, in of becoming who in becoming Prince. I mean, who he is yeah. and who he was gonna be. Still has that kind of demo-y feel to it, but it's just a little bit more polished. And also like a song like, like Controversy, the one we're talking about today. I mean, musically, it was it's Prince. I mean, it's not James Brown anymore or like Jimi Hendrix meets Funkadelic. It becomes his own identity, his own music. Although, ironically, this is the first time that Prince actually assumes a pseudonym. Um, he had been producing stuff for the time under the pseudonym Jamie Starr and the Starr Company. Right, um, right. So, so, so as he as he gained his own identity, he started to experiment with Interesting. Uh, pseudonyms. The final song recorded for this album is "Private Joy." Obviously, we'll talk about that, uh, you know, in a few days' time. Uh, and that was, you know, he, even though he'd recorded at home, he went to Sunset Sound in Los Angeles once more to to do some overdubbing. Um, and kind of to finish the the album off, and you know it's worth noting that Prince is wearing the same trench coat that he was on the on the cover of Dirty Mind. Cool. But this time he's actually got like a you know a white shirt with a, a a kind of a you know like a waistcoat. A very unique unique look, actually. I mean, we're we're talking about yeah. David Bowie, but he was a, a very uh, striking figure and very uh, unique and original. And hair, you know, Prince's hair, you know, he had the huge afro that he then had down for. Uh, the second album and that he had then cut short for dirty mind and here his hair is a lot more styled um you know his mustache is very very kind of trimmed and very neat and right. you know uh his prince is staring directly at you from the cover um and you know next to him it says do you believe in god and love thy neighbor um and there's a series of these kind of headlines um some of which reference the songs and some of which are just kind of uh, fun things that you know Prince does. Right. Um, obviously, you have Annie Christian, "Sentence to Die," which you know references the the later song, and and obviously Pr- uh, President signs Gun Control Act, which <laughs> even mm-hmm. in 1981 seems like a kind of fantasy <laughs> headline. Um, and you know, President declares Uptown new U.S. capital. Obviously, Prince you know talk you know used Uptown as the name of where he recorded. Right. Um, U- U.S. goes to zoo, refuses to feed gorillas. Um, you know, this is some kind of interesting um, lingerie, new fashion trend. Prince, Prince asks. It's an interesting look into uh, Prince's mind, Prince's dirty mind, I should say. <laughs> yes. Uh, free food stamps for good Samaritans. Uh, the second coming, obviously, you know, a, a sign of, of Prince. You know, he always had a kind of religious background, but he never really right. flaunted it until later in the eighties. And then there's the final headline, which I would like to just briefly mention, is the fact that it just says Joni. 
J O N I. Obviously, mm. Prince being a huge uh, Joni Mitchell fan. Right, so of course, yeah. Of the first kind of hint at that. Yeah, now the album did okay. It got to 21, was the highest position on the on the Billboard charts. Uh, I don't think it charted in the UK for, you know, until um, years and years and years afterwards. Um, and it got to number three in the Billboard Soul LPs, uh, which I think is interesting because of the eight songs on this album, I don't know that I would say any are really soul. There's still kind of a, a lot of funk stuff going on, um, you know, and there's, there's yes. kind of a couple of kind of more pop stuff, but I don't know why I'd call it soul, but I guess that's the only place that they could fit it on the uh, the various uh, Billboard charts. True, true, um, yeah. And, you know, um, Prince gives credit to, you know, his, um, you know, Obviously, he gets the the produced, arranged, composed, and performed by Prince, um, but then he gives credit to you know um, Bobby Z, who plays drums um, on Jack You Off, and, and Lisa and, and Matt Fink. Obviously, they they play on a number of songs as well. So yes, um, you know, gradually Prince is moving towards um, using the band. Obviously, he was on tour at this time. Uh, you know, the time where his support act and Prince was the headliner. Um, and you know that that's how it would be for the next kind of couple of tours. And the next album would be the Revolution, the birth of the Revolution. I mean, on on vinyl, on album. Officially, yeah, officially. Right. I mean, unofficially, you know, most of the band are on this on this album, or they're touring with him. But yeah, of course, yes. On the next mm. album, he would then declare Prince and the Revolution, and you know, obviously, that is that is where we end up for cool. most of the eighties. Then controversy itself it, it is an important thing to Prince because he named his publishing company. Uh, controversy publishing and I think it's interesting that both of us are saying the word controversy like that because obviously mm. uh, that's that's generally not the way I would pronounce the word I would say it slightly differently I would say how uh, would you put to pronounce it sorry controversy controversy okay I didn't but know that the, <laughs> <That's better. laughs> the way the way Prince sings it it just ends up being the way you say that word doesn't it so that's cool let's talk about this track then because you know it's a big one you know seven minutes and a little bit it goes through three kind of distinct different stages. Which is kind of rare for funk music. I mean, uh, besides like Parliament or all those more experimental groups. I mean, it was more like a yeah. short, usually tight, more tight. And I love long songs, especially long uh, funk songs. I think some of some of Prince's favorite, like some of my favorite Prince songs are the longer songs. Right, I agree. And I think that this is one, it doesn't have like a great deal of lyrics. You know, in fact, halfway through it breaks into, it breaks into the Lord's Prayer. Yes. Uh, kind of three verses. Right. Um, but, you know, we start off with this question of, you know, um, Prince asking in his falsetto once more, um, you know, that he can't believe all the things people say. And, you know, the question, is he black or white? Is he straight or gay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, very modern, very, very interesting. Prince um, himself, he had a, you know, he had a black father and he had a white mother. So, mm -hmm. you know, the idea of racial identity was obviously something that was foremost in his mind. It's interesting that, you know, for the first couple of albums, he, he did have, you know, an afro. If you ever see pictures of Prince in school... He had that gigantic afro, so obviously plays basketball with, with that the jersey. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. so he he obviously embraced his African side uh, or African. He looks side. great, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, while he was younger, and then you know, in the eighties, it does become a little bit more. You know, he does he doesn't seem like a black artist um, throughout the rest of the eighties. He kind of ends up 
He crosses once he crosses over. Well, he's, a, he, he was always, he's always had the fluidity <laughs> of a Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, once he crosses over after Purple Rain and becomes more of a kind of like rock artist, he, he essentially the kind of the black side of his identity is kind of tamped down a little bit, and he becomes more not. I mean, he, he himself doesn't become more white, but the kind of the the audience he's playing to certainly becomes more white. Yes, he did the cro- crossover, yeah, with a, a different yeah. audience. Uh... Um, and I think there's some interesting lyrics here you know obviously he asks do you do i believe in god do i believe in me uh, i don't think prince was ever one to not believe in himself which i think is well it's quite an interesting life and you know th- this line which at the uh, i've spoken a couple of times about the the, the love sexy uh, live tour at the end of the first half of that concert um prince says this directly to the audience where he says was was it good for you was i what you wanted me to be um, and that's a lyric from Controversy. He never he never has the song in the concert. He just asks that directly of the audience before he switches from his more sexual material on the first half to his more spiritual material on the right. second half. And, you know, there's some interesting thoughts here where Prince is saying, you know, um, I mean, some people want to die so they can be free, which doesn't make sense to me. But I guess, you know, maybe talking a little bit about, you know, people... Uh, taking their own life. Jim Jim Jones and the cult of Jim Jones. Guess there is. Yeah, there was a little bit of that in the in the air, wasn't there? So you know, and Prince talking about how life is just a game. We're all just the same. Um, you know, mm. uh, and yes. obviously, mm. you know, with the chorus, which is just him saying the word controversy over and over again. Um, we then we again in the middle of the song we transition into him just um, not in the falsetto, interestingly enough, but in a lower tone and kind of uh, with multiple voices. Just saying um, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, our right, right, reciting the, the Bible. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's like for someone who, you know, on the previous album had a song, you know, about oral sex and a song about having sex with his sister. I think to then open this this new album and in the middle of the, the title song to have the Lord's Prayer is such a is such a kind of interesting move, um, you know. Yes, at, mm. it was really courting a controversy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the the very persistent kind of um, bass throughout this song and that kind of you know the kind of almost like a, a throbbing um, kind of keyboard. yes amazing yeah. very danceable uh, again and that that guitar that funky guitar it's a really a fantastic yeah. song no it's uh, yeah it's it's such a like it's such a brilliant uh, you know Prince is such a brilliant musician and obviously but I, the music hooked me because it was so groovy got the the keyboards kind of you know like a new wavy type thing. But then, of course, you know, over the top of that, the kind of the, the guitar. Yes. We get to <laughs> we get to this 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 kind of chanting thing that Prince introduces, where he he talks about how you know people call me rude. I wish we all were nude. I wish there were no black or white. I wish there were no rules. And that goes on for a couple of minutes, basically. That's that's what the, the and then yeah. you start to get this thing where Prince starts to syncopate it. So he starts saying, you know, people call me rude, and then he'll answer himself a couple of seconds later. Uh, and and kind of end up kind of overlapping himself, um, and it's it's a really interesting kind of use of um, the kind of double tracking because it just becomes this weird thing where it's it's kind of falling over itself um, until we get back to the Prince saying controversy. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a, a true um, musician, magician of uh, the, the oral landscape. There's a, there's a couple of kind of keyboard things going on, and then we get back to you know. The opening of "Do I believe in God? Do I believe in me?" It doesn't kind of fade out either. You know, Prince goes for the the kind of the final chord before we jump into the next song, 
um, and kind of definitively ends it. To me, it feels like a quick seven minutes. I don't know about you, Jean, but... Uh, totally. I, I, even, um, I, I had forgotten it was seven minutes, actually. I remembered it like a much shorter song. That's how good... How good, I mean, how tight it is, even though it's long. Yeah, obviously, you know, for the single, they kind of like cut it in half. I think they cut out the Lord's Prayer. Yes. (laughs) You know, and just kind of finish a little bit sooner. And they actually do put like a little bit of a fade out on that. Um, But yeah, to me, like, you, you know, sometimes you'll see like a, you know, a song is like, you know, eight minutes, nine minutes, whatever. And you kind of dread listening to it. But for this, it's such a quick, like, seven minutes. Oh, yeah. No, when you see that with an artist like Prince, you know, you're in for a treat. Yeah. yeah. And, so. and also the fact that he, it, it has so many different things going on, you know, like, um, it's not the same song for seven minutes. You know, Prince, he, he starts yes. out one way and then he, he, he jumps to a different direction and then he kind of goes back to the original bit and he has the chance. Absolutely. Very much rock and roll, actually, uh, influence. Yeah. That uh, meandering that I love. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's like, it's such a, it's such a great opening to the, album you know um prince prince has you know over the last kind of few albums i would say that the the opening track has kind of improved greatly although all so far all three of his previous albums have had great opening tracks but this is the point where you know you this is the opening track um and then 1999 is the opening track and then um and then uh what's the opening track for purple rain Uh, let's go crazy you know, so you've got you've got hmm. even though this is a great opening track and a great title track, you've got two more albums that are going to have even better opening tracks if that's possible. Totally, um, totally. I mean, but the controversy is like a, the standard. I mean, for no player. Yeah, it's such a it's a me. really good opening, um, and you know, uh, obviously uh, a, an easy five out of five from me. Um, you, you totally, know. for me too. Yeah. Five. I mean, um, most of his songs, he has a good, totally, a, a, truly a golden age, and we we have entered it. Yeah, and this is it. Yeah, this is like the fact that Prince has, you know, he's moved house, he's got himself a bigger recording desk, but that's that kind of technical change just means that his vision of what he wants to be as an artist is just even more clearer. Yeah, he's growing. I mean, it's not a. It's becoming like a. A, a rebirth each time, a reinvention. It's beautiful. Yeah. To watch. And I would say as well, this is like a to. really confident opening track. Who knows? Who knows his strength? Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, he's 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 straight away from the title track. From the first track, he's like, yes. this is what this album is going to be about. He's he's cracking the code. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, <laughs> it's interesting because if you think about, you know, obviously this goes into sexuality and you know, do me baby and um, you know. Each each of the songs, although you know they're not super political, you know obviously uh, Ronnie talked to Russia is kind of political. It feels like right. Prince has got an agenda for the whole album, and that the eight tracks are like a con- concept concept album a little bit more maybe. Uh, particularly mm. with the, you know the fact that the the album artwork has all these headlines all strewn around and they kind of reference the different songs. There is a, definitely a, a vision, yeah. yeah. And I think that more so mm. than with the, the previous three albums, you know the first two albums just felt like. You know, Warner said record nine songs, and once they had nine, they just put them on an album. And Dirty yes. Mind had a kind of theme. Um, you know, things got a bit more kind of crude in terms of like you know his expression of sexuality. But for this album, it feels like Prince has been like, well, this is what I want to say on the whole album. It becomes clear and simple. And I think I think that's something that we'll see on the next kind of few albums. Each album has a kind totally, of theme yeah. and and kind of a unifying element that kind of ties it together. And and Prince yeah. kind of you know like all the great uh, albums, uh, rock and roll albums. And, and I think that's that's also you know that's a noticeable difference from the kind of, from the kind of the previous few albums. Is this feels like Prince has gone into the studio with an idea, and that idea has permeated the whole thing, 
and it's not just you know like one or two sides. And a, a focus, yeah, true, very true. So, um, do you feel like there's anything else needs to be said about this uh, this track? I think that's it. I mean, uh, it's a song that I love, and once again, recommend to uh, any uh, new listeners to Prince. This is a very good entry song. Actually, I was going to say, you know, world. if if um, if some of the kind of more crude elements on the previous album, you know, don't appeal to people, I feel like this album is a lot more until we get to the, the last track <laughs> which does get a bit more crude but it's it's crude in a fun way um i think this album True. is a bit kind of cleaner a little bit and it, and it's kind of a bit more polished and it feels a lot more like what prince in the 80s would be about um and it is interesting you know that, well, well said. this song um, you know prince um obviously you know he performed it on the on the you know on the tours that, that supported this album and and, uh, and and you know for the next few years but he also you know he performed it all throughout his career this was a song that you know he he kept on his on his set list for years and years to come uh, and all the way up until 2000 well, it's such a great song yeah live or whether it's live or in studio it's a, it's yeah. a wonderful yeah and song. all the way up until 2016 where he would just play it at a piano um you know he he cool. um, he always he, he this is one of those songs that he never kind of got away from he he always wanted to uh, you know he always seemed to want to perform it um and nice. there was actually a live version that he did in um in 2003 called controversy live in hawaii um which was which was put on on wow. um on the if you have the the, the prince collection ultimate it's uh, it's on there and it's got um you know, it's got Prince with his band at the time and also has um, Candy Dolfer on saxophone and uh, Maceo Parker on saxophone as well. So, right. um, so if there's nothing else to say about this song, then I think we should go to plugs. OK, well, uh, as usual, uh, I have a French speaking podcast about movies um, that I do with my brother called Dopa, D-O-P-A, SoundCloud, iTunes, everywhere. <laughs> and thank you, Darren. Yeah, I, what does Dopa stand for, actually? Uh, it's actually the, the original name is Abracadapod, yeah. you know, which is uh, abra, like Abracadabra. Yeah. And when we said it in reverse, it was Dopa da Carba, ah. like a reversed uh, magical formula. And we kept the first four letters, which sounds like Dopa, yeah. which sounds like dope. So we liked yeah. it, you know. I just thought I'd ask because I was curious. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or, of course, you could email us, I don't know why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once again for being my guest here, Jean. Thank you, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye-bye.